Come travel down the roots, past the tangled webs we weave, to find a place of flux, lessons of the in-between. Here we gather, one and all, to hear the secrets in the wall, an ear against the plastered surface, minds left open, serving purpose. your co-ghosts Joey Torval and Chris Ashburn. Special guest appearances by Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, well, we visited with Hell. For the last two months and we are about to move on to another gateway uh and joey has tasked me with opening this podcast up this time so uh we are this month talking about Charon or charon or charon i've heard him said a lot of different ways personally i say Charon. uh and Charon, for those of you who don't know is the boatman the ferryman who uh, brings the souls from the living over to the dead. And he is also known as a psychopomp for this reason. Uh, he is Greek and uh, he supposedly works for Hades as well, which makes a lot of sense, really. Uh, now, something that you guys might have noticed is uh, not necessarily a quote unquote goddess by direct definition. Outside uh, of the box, welcome yes. to What the Flux. Where we are, what? Outside of the box, outside of the <laughs> box. There's, there's like a, a box vagina goddess joke there, too, in this situation. I Just mean, that's, a whole, that's a whole different fairy man. <laughs> a whole different. Ha <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> So, <laughs> so yeah, we're we're tweaking things a little, guys. You know us. We like to to play with things, and uh, this is who came up. This is the lessons that we're hearing, and then we go with what we get. So, uh, we're gonna be talking about Kron. So, I guess I will kick it over to Joey. Is there anything particular that you think of when you think of Kron? Well, I call him Chiron, so okay. um, that may confuse people slightly, but we're talking yes. about the same boatman, I promise. Same person. The same boatman. Being um, what have you. Yes. Yes. Well, it's a really interesting one because, like, the energy of him firstly strikes me as more of an archetype than an energy that I've connected to directly. But at the same time, as we discussed talking about him, I can definitely feel his very specific energy and how he is transitional and transformative and lineal—not uh, linear. I meant liminal. Um, and well, he kind of is linear in, in a non-linear way. That's really interesting. He has that energy of both "I am" and "I am not" at the same time. And to me, that's the kind of experience of this. And it's kind of like where all the energies have come in because we're going to be talking about transition and challenging 
the idea of what we thought we were going to get for which is exactly what we're doing to you guys right now like you think you're going to get something so there's an expectation of something so what happens when you are not greeted with what you expect from life or your podcast and um <laughs> how do you react yes. how do you the answer feel? is this this <laughs> do you feel uncomfortable does that change that transition challenge you why is that there's all this kind of vibration around it and he has a very reflective energy right because he ferries the souls of the dead mm. and in that space there's nothing to do but look into the water and reflect upon your life because you you you've not been judged mm -hmm. you've not moved on to the next stage there is nothing to do but look into the water and be reflective so there's kind of like that consideration of self that happens with his what's, energy too what's also really interesting with him for me too is that he's not necessarily listed as like a god either or a goddess or any of that he's commonly referred to as sort of like a spirit or a daemon is he referred to as a daemon that's interesting yeah i've seen some places refer to him as that well it is interesting because then that mm -hmm. challenges perceptions again about good and evil and all that yep. jazz so it's it's an ethical moral conundrum within a robe within a boat basically now, i'm sure you know there are definitely instances where i have seen him listed as a god but mm -hmm. um in a lot of the older things it's it's more of like a uh a spirit who works for the god hades so it could even like be an extension of Hades in some mm -hmm. senses. To the there's, ancient there's something about him for me too that's always kind of felt like the the fates a little bit, like outside of Goddom, if you will, sort of. And that doesn't make him less uh, powerful or more powerful. You know what I'm saying? Like the fates, though, are kind it's of that gray area again. It's otherness again because mm -hmm. that's come up a few times recently. Like what it means to be other like the pros and cons that we associate with stepping into a path of otherness yeah and how we become defined by again the people's expectations of what it means to be other a spiritual person yeah. a witch a medium a, what a psychopomp a priest a priestess whatever it might be and we look at these labels and define ourselves in these terms and then energies like chiron come along and are like yeah about that though yeah <laughs> it's it's all meaningless in the end um it's not gonna last nothing does there's a cycle to everything and when you're in this moment of reflection you know the titles aren't going to be the bit that matter yeah absolutely there is definitely a a transition shape-shifting moving on limbo kind of feel to him uh, and I will just use him from now on because I honestly do think because of the reflective nature that Joey talked about, like, I think, I think he's, he's definitely sort of a, a gender bender, if you will, uh, sort of a gray area again with things and, um, and a mixture of, of all. I yeah. Guess, he's kind of, out, he's he kind of, up. yeah, he's kind of outside of it as well as all of it at the same it's like all yeah. enough or all, all and yet nothing thing in the same time yeah. and this actually came up was chris and i were discussing it because we thought having like the the uh, we'll talk about this more later as well presumably but like mm -hmm. the beyond gender the transgender the honoring all within all people energy mm -hmm. because he is connective between life and death and all of yeah. us 
undergo that journey at some point, regardless of who we have decided or claimed or named ourselves to be within this lifetime. Well, and <clears throat> so traditionally in, in a lot of old stuff, he was depicted as uh, sort of an older man with a beard and sort of a like a crooked nose and and that kind of thing. And in some of the old things that I've read, he sort of shows an impatience, like, you know, it's time, let's go, quit, you know, lollygagging, sort of. Um, and I've always wondered if, like, he wasn't the inspiration in some ways to the hermit as well in tarot. Hey, I was just thinking that. I was like, that's yeah, my next like, there's point. Yeah, there's a sort of, because the hermit also is sort of like that in between. He's not in the light, he's not in the dark, he's, yeah. It's also like Father Time vibe a little bit with him, mm -hmm. like, come on, you've had your time now. It's time to shift into the next moment. Yeah. Um, which the hermit kind of does with the lantern as well. It's kind of like, yeah, we can we can be in this isolation, but at the same time, we've got a direction to be heading in. Yeah. Well, and not only that, so a lot of the rivers that you would cross, because there were many, uh, were quite dangerous. Wait, 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 wait. Rivers, rivers we can cross, there's a song in here somewhere. No. <laughs> yes, there is. Come on, come on. See. <laughs> Sing the rivers we can cross. We could sing some Pocahontas. Oh, <laughs> just about like just around the river bend. Just around the river bend. I look yeah. once more with Karen around the river bend. Beyond once the shore more. where Hades flies free. He, I don't know about that, but yeah. He <laughs> demand your coin of death, and if you don't have one, you're gonna stay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> And now that everyone is absolutely baffled as to where we're going with this. <laughs> I think they're used to us by this point. To be That's fair. true. That's true. But yeah, there is, there is definitely like a, like a hermit vibe and uh, he's taking people across sort of what is commonly known as dangerous waters. And are they dangerous? I don't know. Like in a lot of texts, there's, there's some bad mm, shit that happens, but I mean, like, I mean, is that I have fear? A or I have a Yes. I have a thought. I have many right. thoughts. Continue. I have way too many thoughts. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> like, I've said about witchcraft, right? Like, the mm -hmm. quote directly from Joey is, such a path is dangerous, but so are we. I love that. Like, That's one of my favorites by you. And so maybe the path that we travel, the rivers that we traverse, yeah, they are dangerous, but at the same time, so are we. And I think maybe mm. we forget that. Like, we mm. forget to step into that boldness that empowerment and that maybe hope, that's why he gets will. yeah and maybe yeah. that's why he gets so annoyed by like mm. the lollygagging because that's holding back that's fear that's mm. not claiming that that like wildness it's time to go. it's time to move yeah. let's go yeah. you're gonna be fine like you yeah. still you have everything you need you don't need any of these other things you have you that's enough let's go yeah very much so so I looked up the etymology of boat, uh, being that that is his main source of transportation. And uh, boat means a small open vessel, smaller than a ship, used to cross waters, propelled by oars, a sail, and later an engine. Uh, so a vessel obviously is uh, a container of sorts. We see that a lot when we talk about our own bodies. We see that a lot when we talk about um, like as Joey pointed out before, the urns and whatnot. And, um, and then 
In Old English, it's bot, B-A-T, from Proto-Germanic, B-A-I-T, kind of like bait. Uh, and the source from that is of Old Norse, botter, or bolter, probably, because I, I think the A turns O-ish there. Uh, Dutch boot and German boot, B-O-O-T. Uh, possibly from the root B-H-E-I-D, which means to split. If the notion is of making a boat by hollowing out a tree trunk or from split planking. Uh, or it may be an extension of the name for some sort of ship. Um, and on top of that, it goes on to say that there are a lot of different, um, you know, words and phrases that we've come into, like being in the same boat or uh, to rock the boat, to, you know, disturb uh, one's stability and that kind of thing. So it's interesting that, like, stability is oriented with a vessel, a container, a boat, or in this case, sometimes a hollowing out of a tree trunk, which is very Odin-y to me also, which is interesting because he is also linked into the hermit sometimes. Um, one wandering between spaces, wanderer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely that kind of vibe. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting. Um, boat being a small open vessel. So the vessel isn't closed, it's open. And he prefers to travel around with his open vessel, picking up souls and carrying them over. And I wonder um, if this sort of thought process isn't how a lot of like spirit vessels and things formed in terms of the craft that a lot of people do in different religions, different cultures, because there are a lot of different forms of spirit vessels. There's also something with spirit vessels because as well, right? Spirit vessels contain the essence or of, of a spirit, right? That's mm -hmm. the general premise. They also provide a touchstone, a, a base. Yeah. Give them a home. Yeah. A home. And that energy of what it means, what home means, is really interesting in terms of <clears throat> right? Because what you come to realize is home is actually something that exists within you, not mm -hmm. like a physical location. So you actually carry home within your soul at all times. And we can get very trapped in the idea of these four walls are our home. But the, the fact of it is that can be destroyed or taken away at any time by, you know, act, acts of nature, acts of God, quote unquote. Um, and it's not as stable as we lead ourselves to think it is. So again, it's like the confines of what we we give ourselves and believe mm -hmm. things to be. And instead, the truth is much more internal. The the truth is like we are home. Yeah. We create home. We make a home in the place that we are in. So it doesn't matter which four walls or more that we're in necessarily. It matters who we are in that space creating that energy weaving that into being and that kind of has that like parallel of what that means to be alive what's in interesting so what what you're saying and what i'm hearing what i'm hearing about this is then are we all the boat then like our vessel our body is that then the boat that crosses the river of life and are we then also inwardly uh Charon? Yes. Are we are we then, you know, our own boatman that's saying, okay, it's time to move, let's go. You know, that, that gut instinct in us, perhaps. Yeah, I think at both times we are the the ferryman asking us to go on and at the same time we are like the voice of hesitation. So yeah. it's kind of like 
different elements of self embodied in that journey as both the boatman, mm -hmm. the boat, the river even. We are the river. We are the river of our memories, of our experiences, of our yeah. lifeblood flowing out into the rivers. And we are both the shores. We are who we have who we have touched the shores of in our past and who and who we have yet to touch the shores of in our rebirthing and our, in our mm -hmm. moments in between. So I feel like we are all of it. Um, and that's a really interesting energy that's probably going to turn up in the journey by the yep. feel of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like um, that is also interesting with what is going on right now. Uh, for those of you who know, like astrologically and such, we've got some stuff happening that hasn't happened since like 1518, uh, where we kind of like started building uh, the structure of, of, our communities and and how we were going to be and now we have sort of pluto and saturn and jupiter coming in in that order and sort of like going well we're crashing the party and we're it's time to be efficient but the problem is is like to do that you have to clear out the space right like when you're cleaning your room you have to like get all the stuff in one spot or like clean it out totally and then sort from the pile at least that's that's what a lot of people do so um, and for me, you know, it was usually on my bed so that I didn't go to bed and just leave the stuff. That's so kind many, of what it's doing right now. So many of us do that. It's like get everything off the floor, mm -hmm. out of the way, stick it on the bed, and then organize from that point. Right. So if that's the case, then we are going, oh. all right, well, it's time, and we're putting ourselves in a predicament where we have to. I realized something that I probably need to mention in this podcast. Right. Yeah. So because we mentioned beds and beds and boats being very similar in when you think about mm -hmm. it, right, because the place that we lie down in to sleep, like the mini death and access our deep subconscious is generally speaking some form of bed so that's very much yes. like a parallel between that oh, journey in the boat and the deathbed yeah absolutely so Which something is also I, a health thing too uh -huh. and something i have spoken about once or twice already this month and it's really important to me this month for for some reason is treating the bed and the boat like an altar <laughs> and the boat, <laughs> and the bed. because People don't yes. think about treating their bed like an altar, but think about mm -hmm. it. You spend so much of your time there asleep. You presume, I mean, not all the time, but I'm talking in generalities. It's the place where life is made, where sexuality is, and it may be the place that you die. So like all of the yeah. big transitional states of life or the general cycles of death and renewal in your life are often tied to the bed. It's space. often where we go to cry. It's often where yeah. we go to rest, like it's our respite. It's, yeah. yeah, it's very powerful. I like my Cancer Moon 100% agrees with what you're saying. Like my mm -hmm. bed is my temple. Yeah. Um, and I, I to the extent that every night before I get into bed, I have like a special oil mixture spray, like a room spray that I spray my entire bed down with before I get exactly. in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And what I've actually talked to people this month about is, instead of it just being like your bed you consider it a sacred space a temple mm -hmm. a place in between you make sure it's clean you know the feeling when you put clean sheets on the bed right yes. there's nothing better Best sleep ever especially like if you've just taken a shower and you have that mm -hmm. best and sleep ever and if you shave your legs girl you're gonna slip slide for days in dreams <laughs> and there's there's something about like not everybody, but a lot of us really want to make sure that we like our bed sheets. 
Yeah. Like a, it's like an altar cloth. You treat your bed like those are your altar cloths. It, and it yep. portrays feelings of warmth and comfort and sexuality. So on the other end, so it's also like, mm -hmm. you know, and like dreams and all the good stuff. It's really funny. So on Patreon, um, I just made a Chris Sims video. For those of you who don't know, I like... I merge Sims 4, which I love to play, with my magical practice, and I show you guys how I do it. And in, in one of them, I'm talking about dream boarding, and I'm kind of, like, introducing everybody to, like, my virtual version of my home. Mm. And my bedroom, I said, I was like, you know, this is my bedroom. There's not a lot of, like, stuff in here. It's pretty uh, to the point. There is a bed. There is a dresser. There's a mirror. There are some curtains on the wall to make it feel a little more like temple like. But overall, and, and the theme is like black and uh, tan. But overall, the thing that I really care about in my room is my my sheets, my covers, my comforters, my pillows. Like mm. I want everything to be very soft and lush and like sunken down into. And, you know, again, maybe this is my cancer moon, but like that is that's my temple so i want to like nest into it and it to envelop me and mm -hmm. envelop me in a way that's also cool at the same time because i don't like to be hot i want like you know the nice sheets that maintain the cold chill on them you know like mm -hmm. the cool side of the pillow like and that is that is like heaven to me that is that thing of of you know complete comfort and trust and, mm -hmm. and ease there um, and it's interesting because you're talking about it like being your temple in the, the room and the bed and it's like, well, yeah, actually, to the extent that like, there's really not a lot of other stuff in my bedroom, uh -huh. because it's all about like the bed. <laughs> uh -huh. And you can incorporate magic there, you should cleanse it, you should have protective mm -hmm. charms around it, you should ward it, you oh, should... Yeah. Use things underneath the bed. The bed in thing, yeah, things underneath okay. the bed, crystals under the pillows. All of that is a way of creating like a magical altar space. Yes. Um, pulling it back to Chiron, think how transitional in between the bed space is. Oh, yeah. Because firstly, the bed is usually the focal point, like the boat, of the river around it, right? So the bed is usually the thing that defines a room. People tend to decorate around the bed. They yeah. don't have the bed as an afterthought. It is the main soul of that room. Yeah. So that's like the boat. And then all the transitional stuff that happens within the boat bed slash bed mm -hmm. in that in that transitional state is all about change. Whether yeah. you're sleeping, you're going down into your body, into the underworld almost, that little death of like the one day ends and dies and then you dream and process all these memories and messages and, and your brain is defragging and like recuperating exactly. and etc yeah. and like realigning it's shifting and, then, yeah. and you basically go down as if into the underworld and you come back up again when you awaken mm -hmm. and so and then you have the transitional states of sexuality where it's like pleasure and orgasm and le petit more the little death and mm -hmm. that's the transitional state depending on whether you're you make new life or not that can be a transitional state in and of itself and even if yeah. you don't make new life it's still you come out changed from that experience Absolutely. so there, there is um many shiftings of energy many shiftings of states many memories being made and remembered at the same time in bed space and so that kind of really that sort of 
energy really just feed into the Chiron, that in-between yeah. liminal touching something other. And you can dream about past lives even, right? Because that's something oh, that yeah. definitely happens to me. And so it's almost like touching the river of memory that is deep within your own mind. Well, and like how many of us in a dream world have come up to, you know, that stream or that lake that like everything just kind of comes from. I know um, my mother once, you know, had a dream where she met the Black Madonna and she just like walked out of the lake and up Mm -hmm. or Lady of the Lake. I've met Lady of the Lake via that on a boat with Mm -hmm. her hand held out to me. Um, There is a lot of dream oriented stuff that have to do with bodies of water um and i think a lot of that is because not only are we processing mind and body we are processing emotions we are processing the place of uh fluidity outside of this sort of structure that we usually uh enforce on ourselves i suppose we are we're more in the water and less on the banks well, we're allowing ourselves to be our true selves without condition again. So it's like removing that constraint of what life means. Because mm-hmm. in your own bed, you're either dreaming or you're just free to be who you are. Because yeah. the world ain't looking for the most part. So you d- you don't feel judged. Um, you yeah. don't, I mean, you know, there there's still going to be issues of self. Mm-hmm. There always are. There are always shadows. But generally speaking, it's a safe space. So um and, and hopefully it remains a safe space for people. Mm-hmm. So I really like this. I'm going to have to write my blog post about this because every time <laughs> I come back to this idea, I really like it. I really like the idea of like making it sacred, making it sanctified, making it well, honoring it. And the whole thing is, is like Joey and I talk about, you know, a practical approach to craft in a lot of sense and like really looking into the thought of everything that you do. Uh-huh. And, the bed is one of many things that is essentially a temple in your home and in your life. Um, uh-huh. You know, you, again, I've talked so many times about like morning coffee, morning tea, and like making that sacred when you're bringing it into yourself, you know, you're drinking that. What are you putting uh-huh. in you? What's your intention there? Uh, uh-huh. th- for me, the shower is a really sacred place. Like, Oh, yeah. I, because being a medium, like I get, spirit conversations like a lot (laughs) to Uh the extent that joey and i both are like serial uh offenders for like not finishing our sentences because we get intercepted yeah and sometimes we lose our thought afterwards because we picked up somebody else's and uh (laughs) and so like when i go into the shower i've set that boundary of like you know what look this is my time like any other time fine but when i am in the shower i am cleansing so there's definitely like an honoring who you are vibe mm-hmm. coming through with chiron yeah mm. where what are your boundaries who are you but not boundaries as in like definitions of you not limited not, not, not limitations. Yeah. yeah it's outside of that it's like when are you allowing yourself just to be you period whoever that is, whatever that is. Okay, and this concludes our first episode for the month of May. If you would like to hear episode two, that will be posted on June, the first Tuesday of the month. Uh, And in that, we will pull cards and talk more about the in-between and Kira.
Thank you for joining us today. Stay fluxy. We love your faces and we'll see you next week. If you're looking for more flux, in the meantime, you can check out our links below. Oh.